everyone. It's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Josara, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle. Jerome Peel is the designer and founder of the workwear company Peel's Painting. Jerome plays drums in the band Narcissus. Jerome Crumb is a DJ as well. Jerome is related to Evil Knievel and is part of the City Bike Boys, where they do six stunts from riding in Popeyes, 7-Eleven, bunny hopping off loading trucks and rams as on these heavy-ass bikes. Jerome is fucking hilarious. I met Jerome at the Canal Street Market while working at Office Coffee, and it was always a pleasure to see him every morning. Jerome has an office space and design studio in the building where he prints, designs, photographs, does it all with a sick crew for everything Peels. Peels has been featured in Vogue, Vice, The New York Times, and more. The Work World Company has been featured on shows such as Euphoria, Tons of Skaters, Models Sport the Brand, Stoked to see his collaborations with Vans and Baker. Peels is a painting company. They just sell clothes on the side. Please welcome Jerome Peel. Thank you. Yo, what's up? What's good, family? <laughs> Not much. Just working. Same old shit. Same old shit. Same old shit. You just got back from Florida, right? Yeah, I was there for like two weeks. I drove to and from. I just went to see my dad and like hang out with him. He's like really into dirt biking. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's like 69 maybe, but he's like, he's like been dirt biking his entire life. And oh, uh, that was what we did. I drove down there because I wanted to ride with him and we rode like as much as we could until he fell and that's it. Until he fell? We rode, and then, like, one of our last days riding, he fell and broke his ribs. <laughs> Damn. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's up? So he's all good, though. Like, that's, like, a pretty pretty quick heel. Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. There's, like, no city bikes down there, so obviously all you guys are doing is motocrossing and dirt biking, which is yeah. pretty dope. <laughs> Damn, so I guess you get it all from your your father it's just in the blood yeah, pretty much yeah so i'm not actually related to evil Knievel. Uh, yeah obviously i know i mean i could be but uh they actually so that uh fox thing they were just like yeah we need to fact check what you told us so like <laughs> do you have any proof like a family photo would be great i just googled like evil Knievel's family and like there's just like a <laughs> There's just like a white baby in it. And I was like, I just like screenshotted it and sent it over. And they were like, excellent. Thank you so much. No way. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yo, I watched that clip a million times. It was so fucking good. Like, obviously, yeah, well, Fox doesn't fucking fact check shit. <laughs> An interview, you could either go just like weird and just go like you're just go crazy. Or you can be like, you know, normal. And like, give them like, yeah, you know, I really love city bikes. It's just my passion, whatever. <laughs> but I just, I just said whatever shit I thought would be really funny. Yeah, you and your friend were fucking hilarious. That is, it's that's an iconic. Like, I'm not even trying to flex. That is like the greatest news piece. Like, ever. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You you done like a bunch of amazing serious interviews, which is, but like that pertain to peels, which they're so yeah. good. And then you have this other side of the city bike boys where I always show like all my, all my homies, even homies back in Philly, like, yo, you guys got to check out the city bike boys. Like it's, it just should, it's like, it shouldn't be serious. You know, there's nothing no, really not. about the city bike boys. Oh yeah, of course not. But once, 
once you guys like if people do take it seriously i was just on a city bike for the first time last weekend because i i have my own bike but it's just been repaired so like now i'm like on a city bike or revel like od but like now i just think of Yo, you and the city bike boys at all times at all times i'm like yo am i about to like hit every ramp now oh yeah that's what i like to hear except that one clip that you i don't know if it was if you guys were in like greenpoint or in brooklyn where when you did that that jump and you like busted the front wheel and you're like yeah yo was that one of like that was definitely when it turned like this is not like that cool anymore because I'm just going to get hurt. And it's like, I'm not getting anywhere. Like besides like a couple hilarious comments, I'm like a little too old to be like worried about like putting out a viral video. Like it's not like that beneficial to me. Oh yeah, definitely not. Definitely. So even though it did get a lot of love and a lot of like people were just like, dude, this dude has like a mental illness. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? It was like, you know, it got a lot of uh, attention, but Really, it was like, I, we were all laughing. I said I would do it. My friend basically was like, let's just go right now. And uh, it didn't work out, but um, I was just like, fuck. I just like escaped death basically with like a twisted back. And I was like, that's kind of it. Shit. But shit keeps happening. Like I'll still ride them and have fun. But like, Definitely. I was like, that, I thought I was invincible once I had done like jump down some stairs or something and i was like i can do anything and then i realized you gotta like you gotta take it down a notch what's your hardest fall that one that one and then i i fell once in the street hauling ass on an electric city bike (laughs) damn Uh, there's new ones after one six nine bar i was like hauling ass trying to figure out like where someone was and i was like with my phone in one hand and hit like hit a hole like a manhole was just like off and i was just like i just hit it and tumbled so that was a pretty bad one too damn yo these electric city bikes man i mean the first time i rode one was in berlin and i thought i was flying as well i mean yo they don't fuck around and you can also go on the bridge with them too which is like yeah they're scary fast yeah they're fucking crazy (laughs) i'm glad you're not starting like rebel bike boys or anything (laughs) yeah no, just keeping it on the All OG. City. I like I call it like an analog city bike. Like it's <laughs> not electric. I just take the old the OG analog. I'm just like man versus machine. I'll they'll be an electric right next to me, but I'll just take the the regular one sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Knees working better or something. Yeah. So, yo, you've been out here, you, you just straight fit, just all gains with the city bike and like skating, pushing motocross. That's, that's great. I like, I also love how city bike boys gets all these like sponsorships or like modeling gigs. It's, it's fucking hilarious so far. Car hard work in progress has featured you now Valentino. Hilarious. You're, you're right. Like I'm just waiting for like city bike boys <laughs> to surpass deals and just be like my Actually, it's like my main gig now. And then like, oh, I do have a clothing brand on the side, but it's kind of dying. Yo, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that latest shoot, you know, you got model um, Krasuki Asada rocking a Valentino hoodie and you're decked out in Valentino. And then the other homie, Joshua, Michael, Paul, and like, f- like filming the whole time. It's, it's a homie affair, the meeting of the minds, but it's just like 
all hilarious and it's definitely going <laughs> i mean i think it's going to take over yeah that'll be good Yo, if Valentino like starts making a, like a whole print ad, I it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, that would be sick. Did they? But did, does Valentino know about peels? Um, I think I did mention it at one point because they had to send the clothing. They had a messenger, and I just had them come to the peels office. <laughs> they were pretty <laughs> confused. <laughs> you know, they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but um, I don't know. I like those, I guess they probably know by now. Yeah, definitely. But I keep those two things pretty separate. Like, and I keep even like City Bike Boys, like we were like really low key about it because, you know, like not that I have ever purposely damaged a city bike, <laughs> but that day that one got pretty broken and I did feel really bad about it. And I was like, I don't want to disrupt these bikes and like the, like a public bike share City bike sucks because they charge people so much money. Oh, it's but, a crazy amount, especially the the e-bikes. Yeah, but I think public bike share is like an amazing thing. And to me, just like a bike is like happiness in a way. For sure. So I know like people will send us videos of them destroying city bikes. And I'm like, that's not cool. Like yeah. you're just fucking it up. But um, we, we were afraid because we heard a bike, you know, and I was like, I don't I want to stay anonymous. So it is pretty anonymous. Like I'm not like Peel City Bike Boys, like personal. Like I do share the clips on my personal, but like I don't have many followers. So yeah, the city. City Bike popping up. <laughs> I keep it separate. Just like I don't know. I like to keep those things different. Has City Bike ever like reached out? Yeah, we used to talk a little bit. Not anymore. Um, we used to just DM. I would DM them and ask them for like discounts, and they would just they would write back like "Happy New Year." <laughs> That's it. Like there was like one DM back, and it, and I sent them like ten things. It was like I love your bikes. Like I'd love to work on a partnership. All this stuff, and they just wrote back like "Happy New Year," and then like <laughs> I wrote like ten more things, and like they never responded. No just way. always always leave me on scene. So that's great. damn they do it like that yeah yeah i'm glad that they like reached out for a sponsorship or you reached out for a sponsorship i really hope that there's like a sponsorship in the future for sure yeah that would be cool they should i mean i got like enough people riding city bikes at this point oh yeah definitely like all the homies like skating up and just like wrapping their skateboards around and just like yeah. oh wow damn I mean, I wish I had city bike when I was a kid. Yeah. Especially with like them like built in baskets and shit. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, better than a car for sure. So before city bike boys, you were also a DJ before like before the penny, you were DJing like OD. You DJed at the Rest in Peace China Chalet. Those parties are nuts. You DJed with Desame like. Where else did you DJ? Basically, I uh, when I moved here, like I want my cousin worked at Blind Barber, and that's like a bar in the East Village, and like I was obsessed with that place. Like when I had first moved to New York, that was kind of the first place I hung out, and I was like, I'll do anything to be involved here. Like I was like this like nerdy kid from Florida, and I was like, this is like nine years ago now, but I was like, I will sweep, I will 
just let me know what I can do. And like, I was always fascinated by like, kind of like DJs and shit and just playing music and just like making people happy with music. Like if there was like ever a house party, I'd go find the iPod and just like play like whatever old jams that like were still like, would make people go off without playing like Lil Jon, you know? This is like this is like way way back in high school. I'd be playing like uh, like a Prince track or something, and people would be like going off. People would be like, "Oh shit, I, my dad's played this." <laughs> so, I moved to New York, and like I had just like a wide range of music that I knew, and I got back in the back of Blind Barber where there was like a DJ booth, and like during the day, I would just hang out there and just like play songs. And uh, one day I just like, I never even asked. I just knew that there was no DJ on Monday nights. I just stayed in DJ. And I did that for free for like over a year. And then like the owner was like, one day was like, yeah, I heard that like Monday got kind of rowdy and like, you're just kind of like DJing like without even anything. And I, he was like kind of pissed. He was like, I mean, at one, on one hand, you like made us a lot of money, but on, on the other hand, like we never even approved of you working here. <laughs> and eventually they gave me a Thursday. Then I became a resident. And then like from there, like somebody was like, hey, I'd like you to play at my spot. Or somebody was like, hey, you can you open for me? And then you meet people. And like I started playing at the Blonde like, like five years into DJing. And then that was like a Saturday night, every night. People would just come through and be like, oh, that was a fun night. Like I have a gig. Would you want to do it? I think like with the um, China Chalet thing, which was pretty much some of the most popping gigs I've played. Iconic. I just, like, I was just like, like Desi, I can DJ. Like, let me play. I will shut this place down. And uh, she one day was just like, sure, yeah, like I'll let you play. And I fucking dude, I rode to China Chalet from my office on a city bike in the rain with my USB on my uh, carbinger thing, mm-hmm. and. It was pouring and I woke, I drove there super wet and my USB was fried when I got there. No shit. It was playing and then it started glitching and it was like not reading and it was not syncing to both, uh, to both um, CDJs and like mid set, it's just silent. And then it comes back on and just like emergency loop, it's repeating and shit. And I'm just like, I'm blowing it. I was having like, I was just like, already have an anxiety from my first night playing there yeah and then just like fell flat on my face like once i had that bobble of like cutting out in an emergency loop of like a four second rap lyric just playing for like 30 seconds i couldn't get back into the rhythm i couldn't like get my like confidence back up like i couldn't mix for anything i was like shaking shit and then Desse, for whatever reason, was like, oh, you killed it. Like, come back in a month and play again. <laughs> and then I got that second gig and, like, finally, like, I knew I had to, like, really go in. And that was, like, that was, like, I fucking, I crushed that night. But that was, like, that was, I made it up. And nobody even fucking noticed how bad I fucked up the first time. <laughs> Everybody was so fucked up. fucking lit there that, like. <laughs> But, you know, if you're a DJ, like, there's got to be another DJ in the room. And DJs always love to be like, oh, I heard, I heard that. That was off. That was, that was off. Like, what the fuck was that about, bro? Like, you know, DJs are like that. Like, Dude, all the time. All the time. 
and yeah. but she's great. I saw her over the weekend uh, when I was eating at Dimes, and she just came from like a party from the night before, and she's just going on an all nighter. And then she's just like going to another one, and she just like looked at me and and our friend Jesse, who from from Beacons, and we're just eating, and we're just like staring, and she's like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like you're still going, you're still going. Like, so have you been asked to be play like right now? Like I haven't been asked. Like. I don't really know where everything stands. Like, I definitely want to go back to that, uh, to the blonde and play there. That was like, that was like the kind of the highlight of my week. Like I have a shitty, shitty week and go like, it was just packed and it was like, people love to fucking dance there. Oh, definitely. It wasn't like the sickest crowd every night, but like, I didn't care. It's just kind of like you, what I see is just like, I don't see an individual person. Like, I'm not going to judge it. It's like, I'll play to a, like a frat party if people get lit. Like, that's going to be fun for me. So it wasn't like that, but um, I do want that job back. So I'm just like waiting for that to happen. What? How many nights did you play at China Chalet? I've probably done there, like Desai's party was like twice a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I did four or five. Oh, nice. That they invited me to play on the boat once. The boat party. Um, they did like she threw uh, China Chalet on like that like two or three story. I guess maybe three story. Um, it looks like the ferry. I think it was like a renovated ferry of some sort. <laughs> like the Staten Island ferry um, is like a couple levels, and DJing on that was cool with them because that crew is like the best fucking crew. Oh, I to bet. Throw a party. I bet it gets weird. It gets gross, nasty, all that. And that makes for like an amazing night. Oh, of course. And super supportive for sure. Yeah. Like it gets sweaty, like all those parties, you could go there wearing anything or nothing. And like, nobody will even question it. And that's like, that's where I want to be. Definitely. Was that your first time ever playing on a boat? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have, have you played any DJ gigs in Florida? No, but I would I would like to. Like people turn up there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean people they've been turning up. up <laughs> Florida have been turning up. Like they're like, what's going on? Well, I'm from like the place I would DJ would be in West Palm. Like I've never even DJed in Florida. I've DJed in LA like once or twice. Mm-hmm. But it was like I was never too serious with it. Like obviously I want to make sure like my like DJing skills are on point. Yeah, because you're self-taught. Yeah, I would never want to like I take it seriously in the fact that like my I'm good at the skill, but the music, like I don't care to be playing like obscure house or playing like shit nobody's ever heard or play a whole set with the trying to like teach people. Like I'll play a Whitney Houston track like anytime. So good. So I just wanted to like, I never took it too seriously, like trying to like be the best or something. I was just like going to have a good ass night as anyone that was in the room every time I needed. Definitely. Of course. I feel like city bike should definitely have a party and you should DJ it. I mean, dude, I hate to (laughs) DJ. Like I want to, I don't want to be stuck behind the the tables. Like at corporate uh, parties. Yeah. If like a city bike, like I want to be like, <laughs> like, 
riding around in circles, like chugging a beer or something like whatever, just like the fun parties, if there is, that's going to be a fun party and I don't want to be DJing. Oh yeah. No, not at all. But yeah, I mean like private parties are the best thing to DJ, like an open bar, like it changes everything. (laughs) Yeah. You've, you've also DJed like fashion shows before, I think. Right. Yeah. A couple fashion shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty big for people outside of New York, you know? DJing is, like, extremely fun, but you get such a bad, like, uh, rep, like, rap with it. Like, it's like, I don't know, when somebody's like, oh, I'm going to go on a date with this guy. He's a DJ. All the girls <laughs> be like, no. Or you just, like, you, you could come off as corny. Like, but I don't know. I, anybody could be a DJ, like. There's a lot of people that like just hopped on that thing and have never like, have never like learned the like the right way fundamentals, I guess, like beat matching and like, I mean, some people even like play in the same like tone or whatever. There's so much to it. And just like curating music to have a good night. Cause I started, I played, I was like an opener for like so many years and like, I really learned if you drop like a hammer away like too early, like you could fuck up the whole night. Anyway. Oh yeah. Like the energy, like, oh yeah, you could you could ruin something because if you play like the most popping song, you're gonna fuck it up so that people are bored and like you can't the DJ, the second DJ can't like get that energy, it's gonna be really hard for him to build that that up. If, and it's really easy to get it popping as an opener because everybody's got max energy. Definitely until it get it gets like later in the night. Yeah, I learned just like how to how to like keep people drinking at like two in the morning. <laughs> There's a lot to it. It's like more than just like playing a silly song or just like in that aspect I did take it seriously. But there's a lot of people that just hopped on it and that's kind of corny, but whatever. Oh yeah, super corny. Have you opened for like actual serious DJ nights? I've opened at like some big clubs for uh, some bigger, yeah, some bigger DJs, but like nobody like iconic or anything, but I definitely opened at Output for like Michael Baltra, who's pretty sick. I've opened for him a couple of times and he just like, he's just like changing it. Like I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's really sick and he kind of taught me a lot about DJing, but there and like Lebane, I've opened for some really cool people. That's kind of it. Incredible. I mean, there's a lot of DJs that spawned out of the Panini and they would love to play like all those yeah. spots. So, I mean, I feel like you've kind of toured around, which is pretty good. Would, would you ever actually, if someone asked to like bring you on as like a tour DJ, would you do it? I'd probably do it. Yeah. That would be like a pretty easy one. Uh, like that's, that'd be fun as fuck. I mean, I'm waiting for that to happen. Like, Virgil always DJs, like, the funnest parties, and he's still doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be on that wave. Speaking of that whole wave, they all did it. I mean, Virgil, John, Heron Preston, and they're all, like, all in fashion now. Yeah. Peels. Hopefully I can get there one day. I haven't, like, I- I've never, like, mixed any of the things I do. I've never been, like, Oh, I also DJ. Like Peels could maybe give me a gig, but I never, I never really mixed the two. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. Have you ever DJed at any of your parties, like the Peels parties? Um, 
probably yeah like i usually just like i always make a mix for them yeah and uh like i'll have two different mixes one for like the thing beginning of the night and one for the end of the night and um i always like to do that but just like getting stuck back there can be nice because you don't have to like be out there like trying to say hi to everybody or some people will just like other times it's just like sucks to be back there when you have to work your own party sometimes yeah also yeah congrats again on the PL successes it's been great like the last time i feel like we've really hung out was at the pop-up shop that in 2019 in soho yeah that was a good one that was a great that was a great time actually and that was what is actually the backstory of peels to everyone my dad is a house painter. He started house painting when I was born. I was like making him a work uniform. And I made him one that just said Peel's painting on the chest, like right here. And I, I sent it down to him and was like, this thing is so sick. Like, I want to make myself one. And I made myself one. And honestly, I was like, I had tried a couple different things, but to like make a shirt company or like make a t-shirt brand that had to do with skating. I had tried a couple things. I wanted to do something. I just never found something that was, that caught on. But when I was making him this first work shirt, I thought it was really cool, but I never thought it was like a catch on moment for me or a breakthrough or anything like that. I just, I sent it down to him. He was like, he's like, I can't wear this. Like, this is a work of art. And I was like, nah, you can definitely wear it. I'm going to make more of it. So I had one. And then like, at first it was like, yo, like, did you just get off work? I was like, nah, just, just like a piece I made. And I wanted, I like always loved having like a unique shirt that I would never see somebody else with. At first I was just like making them for like me and then him and then people saw it and were like, that's kind of sick. I, I want one. And I was like, all right, like, I was so stoked that somebody was like down to wear something I made that I was like buying all the shit and not even charging it. And Damn. at first it was, it was like hella expensive to put that shirt together. Cause I would buy a shirt. I, I would buy a patch, buy the second patch, take all that shit to like a seamstress in the Lower East Side, have them sew it on and then go fucking chase that person down. That like was like, <laughs> I'll take one. And I did that for a while. I must have given away 50 shirts to just people that like, I wasn't even going for like special people. I was just going for like the random skate homie that just asked for one. And it was a long ass time before I started trying to collect money for him. Like months went by and I was like, somebody, someday I was like, yeah, it'll be 50 bucks. And they were like, all right. And I would get them and they would be like, oh shit, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't really got 50, like maybe never will I ever have 50. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start a website. And like, if somebody buys it, that's great. Nice. And it was just like slow at first. Like I definitely remember getting, you know, the first sale that went through. And then I remember like a week later, another one or two. So it was just like, I was making my dad his uniform and he wears one to work. And like, it was just like a, he's like, it happened like, you know, 30 years into his painting business, but like, at least he does look a little more professional now. Oh shit. That's what's up. Yeah. And it's like your family's last name. So it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. He's been going by like Jerry Peel painting or Peel's painting forever. 
but he's not even licensed, so he's just, <laughs> he's just by himself. Like he doesn't work for anybody, and and nobody works for him. He just shows up and paints, and like that's, that's sick. it. That's sick. Yeah. Have you ever helped he's out? Oh yeah, a lot. Like that's like my dad like wouldn't put me in like a summer school like when I was young. Like I was just going to work with him during that's the summers. But we, it was like always so fun. Like he's like such a wild character. Like we'll get sidetracked like at some crib in West Palm and like move something and find a snake and just like track down this like garden snake. And then my dad would like pick it up, like pretending to be like Jeff Irwin. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and we'd just do that for like two hours. And then he would be like, oh shit, we got to get back to work now. <laughs> but that was like every day we would spend hella time just getting sidetracked on stuff. <laughs> What's the craziest house that you guys ever painted? Oh, I mean, he painted like crazy houses in Palm Beach that I'd go, go with him. And he would just be like, yeah, go ahead. There's a pool there. You can swim in it while I'm working. And I would just be swimming in this mansion, like, crib. And, like, but he's just, like, all, every place he paints is so sick. Like, it's, like, old West Palm style. And, like, all those places are, like, a dream house. Shit. Yeah. Has he ever came up to visit you in New York and feel like, yeah, I, I could paint this better? Or... Oh, yeah. I don't think we've really put him to work up here. But he does come up here and just, like, I, he was like, he'll stay out and like party longer than I will. And he's gone <laughs> to like every DJ gig I've ever thrown. He's there. Like, I'm That's like, dude, sick. go <laughs> He is like always trying to like chill and like basically just hang out and drink beers. That's amazing. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, Every model I know and see wears peels. Everyone wants to collaborate with peels. Everyone wants to rip off peels. I, I've just been seeing that everywhere, but I feel like it's more of an appreciation at this point. Yeah, it always has been. Like, I mean, not. I don't get that. I don't get a lot of collabs or anything like that. But when people do, like, maybe copy it or maybe I inspired them. Like, I think like one time the biggest time was like Forever Twenty One put out like a couple pieces that were like very very close like logo everything the curse of the rose the it's very very close and like i was so stoked that was almost like one of the best days of peels so, so i was like this is so fucking awesome that somebody has copied it oh shit I, went in bought them. I bought both pieces and took them back and hung them on the wall and just was like you made it this is amazing i hit them up and they're like they were like, we've had, we have proof that we've had this design sitting on ice for years. And I was like, all right, well, you haven't. But, uh, I was like, I'm very honored that you think it's that cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a close like knockoff, but I love that to see that on the other side, you're not, you know, diet prodding anything you're more of just like yeah i mean i think that's the the beauty of it that i see right now i mean with like your know, telefar and like the guest thing when guests like obviously ripped off the telefar bag or the bushwick yeah. birkin or whatever you know they they were like why should we put our energy out there and like chase these people down and in the end you know they're all their fans like including your fans you know, reached out and they were just like telling you like, this is what we saw or whatever. And then like, 
oh, there's like a wave of good that just like comes around and suddenly you get more new, I, I guess like fans or like that see that, yo, you guys did it first. And like, you guys more have like a backstory than all these like, you know, big corporate brands that just rip off of like the independent designers. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an appreciation. Yeah, it's not a time to get bummed out. Smaller brands, my friends, like if you're just taking inspiration from me, like that's completely fine. Like it is great to like really come up with something like straight up from the dirt, like think about like create your own thing, but it's really hard. And like get, taking some inspiration from like an old band album cover or like an old font like that is like the same thing. And like nobody's getting mad it's like I, they just like you that's it they exactly just like what you're honestly you guys are you're doing you guys are doing great i mean all the new stuff that i see that you guys are putting out you it's all growth it it only yeah. gets better it only gets better um your latest collaboration with lucian smith's like serving the people all the pro profits from that collab went to provide educational and creative programming worldwide as well as to support their artists and musicians you like you know you the collaborations you do, they all support, like, they all do all things good. Like, also, like, last year, you created a work shirt to auction off to support Black Lives Matter, you know? Yeah. Like, also, Peel's partnered up with Send Chinatown Love to help save Asian-owned businesses and create, like, the China Chalet reprint tees, you know? Um, Like, I also, like, I love that in the post that, when you said that you created the red, you were printing the China chalet, like benefit tees, you described how long it took to get the right amount of red ink to get to that shade of red that you see all over. Yeah. And so you really do pay attention to detail and you do want to like do good. So honestly, like you haven't stopped. I mean, you're, you actually care. You actually give a shit, you know? Yeah. I like, just to be able to like use my platform to try to make any of that stuff, like to try to just help out in any of that stuff. Cause I've been so fortunate to like make it to where I have been and like turn my life around when I was like screwing up when I was younger and like actually like get to where I am and, and have graduated college. And like, I'm extremely thankful. And like, I think I owe the world like everything to like, just kind of like say thank you for like letting me get here. And just seeing like what the, the current situation is like super fucked. Like, I don't know what to say because like, I I feel like I have always been privileged in, in some ways. And like, I, I can't even speak because I don't know. There's so many people out there that are like, that have never even experienced what it feels like to um like the China, like the, uh, Chinatown love is kind of also tied in with like basically all this like hate towards the Asian culture. And like, I've never experienced any of that. Like, so like, like maybe, you know, once somebody is like says something, but I don't understand at all. So it's like hard for me to, to like say anything besides just try to help out a little bit. Exactly. I mean, and that's all you can do but at least you're like learning. And for my brand, I also do the same exact thing as well. I also 
I see all this stuff and like, but we're also, we're, we're out here trying to do good. We're not trying to be like by any means, like performative. We're just also, we're just like young and we, we want to see like a future for all, for everyone else. And we also want to take care of our elders as well. So I totally get it. I totally feel you. Yo, Anything can be taken however somebody wants to interpret it. But like, as I think like as, as long as we're putting some good out there, like as long as they're trying to help, I don't know other ways to help. Like a lot of people are like, stop just like creating a tea to like benefit somebody. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I don't know which way to help and give them some money. Like that's going to help them. And like with resources and like, they need it. So like, I don't just have random cash sometimes to give them, but like I will sell something or do it benefit gladly. I think that's the best thing. Like that's just so sick. Like to, for the black lives matter, we did like a hundred names and like that raffled that shirt off. And like, I don't know. It's just like, that was so amazing. And like, uplifting when we we raised a thousand dollars and sold one shirt for a thousand and like That's that awesome. money that money like i there's like profits go here no it wasn't profits it was every cent of that one thousand i didn't take out for like the hours we put into it because you could just keep saying like my profits were here there there like and then your profit it gets smaller and smaller and smaller so if you're not actually like you got to be transparent like whatever we made Cause you could keep saying, Oh, this was my cost, my freaking AC bill, my like, you know, like <laughs> my employee, like people could do that. And like, they're not lying, but like, yeah. I just was like this, I, we made a thousand. That's, that's what it is. That's amazing. And transparency is definitely key. So did you ever think Peels was going to get this like to where it's at right now? Like being on shows and Seen. I don't know, but I just, I'm like, just like wild. It's, I'm just so lucky and fortunate. And like, it was a lot of hard work, but it's like, it's not even that big. You know, I still think of it as really small. Like there's, there's so many brands, like the office is right here. And it's like, I'm just like in there alone a lot of the time. And there's, I have like one helper, um, an FIT student, her name's Yuli and she's super amazing. She's helping, but yeah, it's super small. Like, Do you think it'll you know, get any bigger? Yeah, I think like, I hope to continue to grow and like every little thing definitely pushes you a little bit, but it is like a, it's been a really slow process. COVID was a really sad year for businesses and for everybody's families and anybody who like lost somebody. So. I was lucky enough that like my family stayed healthy, but I can't like complain about my business like sucked, you know, <laughs> that's like kind of selfish. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, you know, skaters such as Dustin Dolan, Jake Phelps, rest in peace, Aishad, Christian Henry, Axe Wider, Andrew Reynolds. Is there anyone you want to sport peels? Yeah, there's like so many people I would love to like meet and give a shirt to. And- um, Feels like you almost- covered it kind of yeah there's still a lot of people like all the rappers i like i would love <laughs> to get them in deals like and even just like some so often it's not even like it's not like the most famous person it's just like somebody i really like like yeah like, when DMX i would have totally like, rocked a peel shirt for sure maybe 
that would be iconic. That would be so sick. Rest in peace. Because he it's like he was a big part of, you know, me being a nineties kid. For sure. Any collaborations you guys would want to work with? Yeah, I'm always like down. I think collaborations are really cool and fun and like great to like team up with somebody and and talk about different ideas but i would let like obviously nike would be like the biggest goal and then like car would be awesome oh battle of the yo let's do that man hopefully a car that would make total sense it might happen one day we'll see but yeah I, i think like i would love to work with vans again that was definitely a highlight of my career and just pretty much like work with anybody who's trying to do something good, like always fun to collab with like any type for whatever it's sad, like whatever does happen next in this shitty world, like I'm going to definitely reach out to help them. That's like, beautiful. That's I want to keep like using my resources. Cause like, I really did not know, like right before peels, I was just like working part-time as a barista and like hitting my dad up like weekly for like, some extra cash so <laughs> i definitely feel like i want to keep giving back definitely it's like sometimes like famous people like they get super famous and they're like are like the mobsters or whatever they're just like i'm gonna go to church and i'm gonna go to church every day and become like a huge christian because they're just happy that they're like they're like still <laughs> alive or whatever yo what why is that i i don't understand that when when people when famous people get big they always try to seek out god like right after i mean i don't know it's like i i could it could just be because like they're just like thankful and trying to like be a good person or something i don't know no definitely definitely yo hats off to like all these things that you do for all of peels like your humbling career for some wear many hats to SARS solutions. I think we've covered it all. I, I was I was honestly going to be like, yo, would there be like a Peel City bike mashup combination of you DJing? <laughs> Maybe. Wow, <laughs> and then a narcissist playing too somehow? Yo, uh, exactly. Yo, I, yo, you guys are great. I mean, the last time I saw you, are you guys working on a new record? um we've been on a little hiatus but we're i see those dudes all the time and like we have a crazy dynamic because we're all like best friends so that band is like a project like we have a lot of time as people like i can manage that shit like no problem still skating still city biking still doing heels i can hop back in the band or whatever anytime i can't wait it's just it's just like when when we have more motivation and we everything's open back up we'll get back together sick can't wait can't wait drum if you were to get a chest tattoo quote what would it be i yeah i thought about this for a second but um do you even i think do you have tattoos you do have tattoos i don't have any tattoos i'm not opposed to them i just like dude if i like if i had all the tattoos i thought (laughs) i wanted i would have florida on my chest, the outline of the shape, the state. So I'm really glad I didn't go through with that one. <laughs> I was close too. I was 18 and I was like at the tattoo place and my mom was like, you're sure? And I was like, hell yeah, Florida. No way. 
and I turned down like dude the thing was like this big like <laughs> right on my chest the outline and I'm just like I later was just like Florida fucking sucks <laughs> um the beaches are nice but like the culture there is so dark like what if I was chilling right now and had a big ass Florida town <laughs> So, um, I don't know. I've always been a little bit skeptical, but I think, you know, something that like reminded me to be nice, like, don't forget to be nice. Like, that's so easy to just like start being a dick or have a bad day and like <laughs> look at people weird. So something like that could be cool. Like, don't just be nice or something or, or get somebody's name that like, that um has, has done a lot to change things or something like that maybe my dad's name it's the same as mine <laughs> i'm jerome peel jr so i'll just get jerome peel right there on my chest yo my that, that's like a, a good one <laughs> so yeah that would be funny i just lift up my shirt it just has my name right there full name first and last any Dude. quotations for some reason <laughs> no one has ever done their their parents names yet on the pod so i'm glad yeah i'm glad that we're going with be nice or <laughs> your father's name yeah don't forget to be nice <laughs> don't forget to be nice so jerome plug your socials where can people find you uh at peels and at jerome chrome and at City Bike Boys with a Z, <laughs> Narcissist with a G on the beginning. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. I don't even like run all those, but my personal is uh, Jerome Chrome. Oh, thank you, Jerome, for coming on the pod. It's been great to have you. It was a lot of fun. This was insane. Thank you, Rashad. Till next really time. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm definitely want to. I've been drinking coffee out of this office mug, and like the last time I saw you, also was at the Canal Street Market for a hot second. Now, uh, yeah. office coffee. Now, a frame. Shout out to Manny. It was great seeing yeah, you guys. I'm about to go down there. Say what's up. That's what's up. Tell Manny. But I knew. I knew just hopping on here would be really cool because you've always had so much to talk about and like always super interesting just like grabbing coffee every time we always would we always like would just chat about something completely random always and it was you're good at that you know <laughs> it was always funny too it was hilarious yeah me and my dad till next time this is where many hats presented by Dasar, and i'm rashad peace yeah